Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. And we're actually here to welcome ourselves back to What Have You. We have decided to attend our own podcast. And I want you all to feel what a sacrifice this was because it's it's fallback daylight savings. So while it is a Sunday night that we're recording this, it feels like the middle of the night. It does. It Actually, you know what it feels like? It feels like the middle of the night on a Thursday doesn't feel like Sunday night about to yeah, spring out no. into a week. Yeah, we're not feeling fresh. But what? <laughs> but that's okay because I don't think it's going to get better at no. this point. I think well, this I, might be our I best. I have just emerged from a Time. pretty lengthy tunnel. I mean, pretty long. I've back to back to back to back to back event trip trip event event trip trip. It's been a lot. And then tripping in both ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got through the event, the one that is, I think, my biggest event of all the events in a year. That was on Friday night, which is the Reformation Banquet for NSA. So that was, you know, a sit-down dinner for 250. That was a thing. We got through As it. As it is. We yeah. passed by it. But my house definitely shows the marks of yeah. having done what I just did and gotten behind in the way I got behind. Yeah, that's how it... That is I think for sure how it rolls. I think we've just made it through about 12 days of not even having eggs in the house. <laughs> Those of us days. all looking at each other like, I wonder what we'll eat. We have 3,000 pounds of pork, but nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, for no, you. we got through it. We did it. It was great. So I'm feeling victorious because I bought. Oh, I didn't even tell you this. Mm-mm. Bragger boaster about to break the toaster. Really? I bought speed racks off of Facebook Marketplace. Speed racks? Yeah. What's that? The thing you wish you had. <laughs> well, I don't yet. You'll have to sell me. What's a they're speed the rack? They're the tall. They're the tall rolling carts that fit full size baking sheets in them that slide in. Why do you want that? What? Why don't you want that? Everything oh. about it is handy. Is it for storage or is it for it's for whatever cooling? it's for whatever you need? I particularly felt like the time had come I had to buy one for spring early cookies, which is my new Christmas seasonal. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. And you because they have to dry and be you have yeah, to leave them. You sense. need them on like having them out on baking sheets that are not all over your house is important but you can also spread the cookie sheets out and it can just be my it's basically storage shelving so like if you were doing an event you could actually stack all of the things Mm -hmm. and supplies in one thing i'm gonna have to have a place to really keep it in the in between times which i don't have but i forgot to tell you this um on whatever day it was. Friday was the day we did the banquet. Uh-huh. I think that was the day you called me in the morning and you were like, hey, I have this thing that is, what is it called? It's the... It's a hot box. Hot box to keep big pans warm. And you were like, let me know if you want to use it. And I was like, awesome. I'll think about that. I just, I was like, I don't even know if I have pans that would fit in that with what right. I'm doing. I've got to think about it. So it was in the back of my mind, but then I go racing off to school and then I had to like teach a couple hours and then I had to give oral poetry tests for two hours, which is 
interesting while you're also trying to think through mm -hmm. whether or not you've given the proper gravy recipe to the right person. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm, I'm delivering all it. So a lot of stuff going on in my brain at the same time. Also, I had run in my quick break, like raced to try to find some supplies to make candy flames for the bonfire cakes. And of course they don't have any. So then I have, you know, like there was just a lot. Sure. You know, yeah. Your brain is full. I come roaring out of Logos to go dashing away on many other errands and I opened the back of my car and there's this enormous black thing in the back of it and I was like oh my word Rachel must have just decided to put it in my car like in case I needed it you know just like I just want you to know was... that Rachel would not have done that <laughs> well I was like but clearly you know that by now that but Rachel I was didn't like that, that was an interesting move because I was like that was nice you know? You're like, but I need it, my but, but I'm like, that's a big thing in my car, and I don't know if I can use it. And you told me it was crazy heavy, so I was like, okay, all right, well, if that's you fill in it my with house food, now. It is for yeah. sure. So it was like, all yeah. right, well, all right. And then I go on my merry way, and then we like we're trying to pack all the stuff into the car to go down to the event, and then like I've got people doing it, and I was like, okay, the big black thing, just pull it out. Rachel put that in my car today. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I, I don't think we can use it. Just, just put it like on the porch and I'll try and get it back to her and everything. It well, would then, have been really something of me to do then that Then later, to today, now, it's just sitting in the middle of my kitchen. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. It was from a, whatever the thing was that Belle had to cater last week. <laughs> She had all the hot cider in. It's like this oh, it's huge like a, black, it's like a like actually square a, thing. But it's like a drink dispenser. Yeah, with a spigot on the front. And so now it's in my kitchen, and I'm like, but this doesn't look like what Rachel gave. <laughs> like, why did Rachel give me this? Could have put the gravy uh, in it, and, and you know, the, the, the gravy was, out well, of I that thing. I should have. But it was like. I like that I just assumed that you had put a large catering. Like, well, my reckless sister did this to me. In my car, but no, it was my daughter. And apparently it's been there for days and I didn't even <laughs> notice. Okay, I have a story for you. <sighs> this is the kind of story where I feel like you just... I mean, all you listeners, don't be judgy, okay? I know you're already thinking of ways to be judgy about this, but... I, <laughs> when, I when was three. Becca, when was Great's Agenda? Uh, August. August. Yeah. yeah. So in August, this first happened, which okay. is that we were doing the block party. Mm -hmm. We ordered a truckload of tablecloths for the block party. Our Honda's full of tablecloths in the back, and I don't even know what they are. Anyway, go I don't ahead. think they're mine. Are they the well, blue and white check? No, they're white. Oh, okay, no, that's not mine. Okay. I don't think they're mine either. So, so but this it's is, probably Bell again. But yeah, anyway. but this is really good. Blue. And, so we order all these bright blue and white check tablecloths, and we use them at the block party, which is great. Are they cotton? No, they're like a. They are fabric, but they are probably made out of water bottles or something. Oh, okay. they're very right. washability. Okay. okay. But also, it's important that you know, slippery. Sure. When folded, and you have. However, many oh, and they won't bazillions, stay the they're not going to yeah. stick with each other. They're going to not do that. So, uh, a girl took them all home, like a super sweet volunteer, washed them, brought them back to the new art, because I think she didn't know where else to put them, right. in paper grocery bags. 
Sure. That was really nice of her. But then people wondered what the ladies' fellowship was going to do with all the paper bags full of tablecloths, so I had to go by to pick them up. Right. Moses was my man on hand when we did this deed, and as it turns out, there were no nearby parking spaces. So sure. by the time we got the paper bags full of slippery tablecloths to the car, <laughs> the handles had blown off of a bunch of the bags were ripping open. It was not our best work. And, but we got them to the car. Right. At which time, I forgot about them entirely. Because we got them in the back of the car. And yeah. No. In the hullabaloo of people checking their football gear on top of it and backpacks and yeah. stuff. Well, no. What would happen is just every couple weeks, <laughs> I would open the trunk and go, whoa! And yeah. I'd be like, oh uh -huh. shoot, those uh -huh. tablecloths. Yeah. So they was stirred themselves up back there into a froth of tablecloths. Like they had been organized <laughs> in bags, but they were just, every time you turned a corner, they were decanting themselves and fluffing themselves around back there. And, and so finally, in a great, great act of insight, I Walmart order two huge bins. Okay. I'm like, I am going to solve this problem. <laughs> well, I solved it in one of the probably most public displays of disorganization you've ever witnessed. Because now I have, in the back seat of my car, two huge bins that won't fit in the back unless I put the tablecloths in them. And I had to pull over. I had to pick up the kids, and I had the bins in the car. So I had to pull over in front of Logos put the bins out on the sidewalk, get all this enormous chaos of tablecloths out of the back of my car and put them, stuff them into bins and then try to get these like 400 pound bins back into the back of the car because they weighed it so much by the time you get it. So I get that done and then like a dummy dum dum forget the bins are in the back of the car because right. of course you do because they actually have yeah. no home and no. if and in my long-term plan <coughs> i'm thinking i'll put those in my storage room mm -hmm. but there's actually nowhere i have to like reorganize the storage yeah, right. room yeah. in order to get the dang bins it's in better them. to carry it around with you in so the it's car. just been but i keep forgetting because it's not really a thing i'm trying you to know, do it's a thing that i'm failing to do Rachel, but wait becca there's, oh, more. there's more i'm sorry okay, because i have a whole thought i'm about sorry this. Yeah, but i no, get okay then i'm gonna continue. go i'm gonna go pick something up and i open the trunk to make sure there's room and i was like the tablecloth bins are in here <laughs> so i haul the tablecloth bins out of the car and they do weigh like 400 pounds yeah. and I leave them in the driveway because I actually had to pick someone up at the airport okay. so I had to go I could not go reorg sure. I could neither slug those things into the house <laughs> nor could I reorg the storage room at that time <laughs> so what I do is I park them yeah. in yeah. the driveway yeah, of course and then I ran and got something or maybe it wasn't getting someone at the airport but I picked something up and then I had to pick someone up at the airport later. Whatever happened though, the almost final movement of the tablecloths is that the man showed up at our house to put the dog, the dog, the fence, the invisible fence or whatever. Okay. He, was there. Sure. he parks his car in a weird spot. 
<laughs> I am going to leave to pick someone up at the airport, and I'm like, ah, it's no big deal. I'll just turn differently than I usually do. And I drove into the bin and blew up one of the bits of tablecloths. <laughs> Plastic explodes all over the door. story in here, right? Because that's how we got the hot box. Well, tell that in a second because I just have to finish But did I tell? Yeah, I do. But I don't think you did. Oh, but okay. I had, so Belle, that same event, she was putting together, I think it was like a psalm sing or something. So they had like, it was kind of a Reformation Day maybe thing. So there was a lot of beer and cider and I don't know yeah. what else. Pretzels, I think. Pretzels, that's what it was. So she was kind of in charge of that. So then we had all the extra beer in our back the back of the car and I think what happened is I did not process the big black thing because the beer was making its presence felt because you had like big yeah like a lot of boxes of leftover beer but you know it tips and then falls out and then rolls everywhere and then it's like clanking as you go and I thought we as, had, as often happens yeah, to everyone the beer rolling yeah. around. so I thought we had fished it out I thought that that was done you know but no there were of course a few yeah. extra cans hither and thither so the day of the reformation banquet this was on the back side like we're coming home i have things like the rice cooker the huge one the massive rice yeah. cooker the kitchen aid who knows what all extra bits in the back of the car then i open the back as we get out i can like hardly walk i'm so exhausted 
and I open the back to get something out to carry in at the end of the night. Uh -huh. like, you know, it's like 11 at night. Out shoot like six cans of beer. <laughs> they splat all over the road. One explodes and just hoses me down head to toe. <laughs> just head to toe. I'm like in my black velvet dress with, you Perfect. know. And, just, and here comes the beer to give me a spritz before <laughs> before I can go in the house to call it a wrap. And the thing was, is that as I was as I was pondering this this morning, Rachel's texting. I'm sorry. As I was thinking about this, speaking this of morning, accountability, I was like you know what I need is I think I need one of those major vans like. Like for men who have trades, you know, like the painter the odd van, job, the odd job, the odd van. job van, the kind that have like racks and straps and room to get in and walk around with probably a light and maybe an outlet. You know what? That's what now I want. that you say that, I realize obviously this is what I need. Yeah, because mm -hmm. because I think that we live an odd job life, but we I, don't yeah, have an odd job van. Yeah. If you did, you would have room for your cookie sheet rack in there and probably tablecloth storage. And, you know, I could put yeah. a hot box or a big and black And you know thing. what else we probably need? Hmm. I was at North 40 today. Um, and I found out there, you know, there's, there's like stuff. I think it was a pantsuit of some kind that is intended for the EMTs. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. It was intended for people with more official jobs than I have. Yeah. Like, I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, search and rescue outfit? Because mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Because it was like a shirt but that had, like, surprise Velcro stash of runners <laughs> places to put stuff. And I, you know, cargo pants? Probably we need this. We could put candle lighters in our yeah, cargo no, pants. True. We could have little zipper safety pins, zipper surprises in our shirts. Yeah, for, be like, oh, I have a sterno can. It's. I have it. <laughs> I thought to pack it. Tucked in here. I have it with me now. In my safari vest. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, this is the thing: is that you oh, probably Lord. need it. No, you and know you what? need it, and you know that what? nobody Faith tells you how to do it. They texted me a picture of this. I did not know this, but Winston Churchill had a thing for the jumpsuit. Now, see, I didn't realize mm -hmm. that he did that. He had some custom-made jumpsuits that were velvet, Rachel. Winston. In a, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, see, we could do this. We could have velvet jumpsuits. Oh, my word. That the surprise <laughs> hostess suit. Yeah. The hostess suit that prepares you for the worst. You could step out Guys, of your van. This is better. This is this is better than I ever imagined. Because we could combine other wisdom, yeah. like mom's bathroom drawer, yes. in our velvet in hostess van. suit. And also in the van. Yeah, you could be like tweezers, band-aids, uh -huh. yeah. emergency Benadryls. Yeah, it's like, oh, you need a duct tape? Yes, I have an assortment here in various colors. And then if somebody yeah. came up to you and they were like, do you have Advil? Okay. Do yes. I have yes. Advil? Check in my van. Let me shake my right leg and see if it's on that. I have a pharmaceutical <laughs> area in my van. <laughs> see, I oh. think we could get into and this. And then there's the velvet jumpsuit that you wear in your van. I think it's yeah. a great idea. I think we're on to something. Mm -hmm. So this is also close to my business idea, our business idea, really. I can't take all the credit. Luke shares this dream with me. Except for the fact that neither of us like Papa Murphy's pizzas. <laughs> Doesn't we, stop you from dreaming. No, we're like, wait, somebody's 
gonna start a pop-up chain business of like a truck, you know, like a I'm taco just truck. At my husband. Hey, Ben. I'll be in in a minute. I'll be in in a minute. Oh, but All don't right, interrupt it. us, Ben. We're podcasting. <laughs> So, uh, pardon that. So we think you should get like a food truck that's just a pizza oven. And all you oh. do is be the middleman for Papa Murphy's pizzas. <laughs> just park on the You don't corner. need to buy, no, you just, you don't need to buy any ingredients whatsoever. <laughs> you just fire up your oven and cook people's Papa Murphy's pizzas. Because I've always wondered oh, like why it. anyone like wants it. an uncooked pizza. That's been the mystery of my life. I've you always know? been like, when buying a pizza? Because you buy it earlier in the day. Sure. And you're going to give it to people hot later when you leave the yes, babysitter with the kids. That's possible, except for that it's not a factor in my life. But whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. It's a good business idea. Any of you listeners that want to run with it, feel free because we're as not going to run with it. you wear a velvet jumpsuit. Yeah, velvet jumpsuit and your catering van. <laughs> I can't even fathom how bad I would look in a velvet jumpsuit. So... But Winston can I was pull gonna, it off. I was, Maybe no, I don't I was think like, I could. If Winston can wear it, Rachel, we all can wear it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to put some serious thought into a hospitality suit. <laughs> I think a hoop skirt is the best idea by far because you could have deep pockets. <clears throat> deep pockets. You know, there was a guy one in time. In a hoop skirt? Yeah, think how deep you could go. You could have whole, like, tunnels in there. Like potato sacks. <laughs> No, see, there was a guy one time who came to a party. I can't imagine the discomfort of having pockets no. really full of things inside no, your hoops. No, because skirt. your legs would be far away from it. You wouldn't ever know. The thing is, is you didn't mean going through the hoop skirt. I thought you were meaning to take advantage of all the space beneath the yeah, hoop skirt. Yeah, I know, but it's not like it bonk your legs. It's like you know, it's got all that room out there. <laughs> the thing is, okay, we were having this party one time in one of these mystery things where I had to throw a party in Pittsburgh and in a hotel when you don't have access to yeah, anything. Right. And so but this guy came to it and and um he stayed late. He was a real party till the wee hours kind of a guy and he had an eccentric outfit on for sure but very billowy pants and he whipped out of this pair of pants I was so surprised and I just I was mesmerized by this an entire Gatorade like like a sports bottle not like a Gatorade bottle but like one that has a Gatorade logo on the yeah. side oh yeah where like you a pop full... the top up and then you sip out of it and then you pop the top back down drops it into his pocket and it disappeared <laughs> just disappeared I was like whoa and then later he would pull it out. I'm talking like this thing was 13 inches tall. It was, it was quite large. Do you remember granddad telling us about the jeans that they wore? So he was born mm. in 1917. So okay. I suspect a time when they didn't do much washing of the clothes. Okay. Was It was a less. All right. Not the kind of time when that was a real thing. Sure. He was like they would buy their jeans they were really wide leg and he was telling us this because it was back when the stovepipe jeans were back in oh, fashion sure. so okay. whenever that was 90s, 90s probably and uh 
He said, oh yeah, that's, we had the jeans, but they would go up higher on your waist, I think. Yeah. But then the, the 90s version. Uh, but they were the stovepipe mm -hmm. legs. And he was like, yeah, but we would never wash them. So they would stand up in the corner <laughs> of your room by themselves oh and you would jump into them. <laughs> <laughs> but that was sort of a, a sign of mystique of some kind yeah. that you had that you had gotten yeah. your jeans. But yeah. this was also would have been in a time where they did not pre-process your jeans. So denim. Yeah, it would have been denim, really rigid. It was super rigid and they and it you can still buy raw denim stuff, but that like where it will do all the whiskering and things by the way you wear it. You're like right. you yeah, do sure. that yourself. But anyways, I always thought that was sounded like well, a can, job to yeah. jump into your jeans you physically. You help that out with a bit of starch, I would think. If you got raw denim and then starched them up good, you'd be fine. I don't think you need to start. You mean stand them up? Just to keep it. I think it, the stovepipe stove leg would probably. Yeah, but I just mean after you've worn it a few times, it's I think softened. it. I, I think, think he could. said it was, I think it was dirt. And well, that'll things. do it too. I think you just kind of got it ground on in there. Also good news updates from my life because things have actually been blindingly busy yep. and I am actually in no way on top of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am also You're on top of those tablecloths though. Highly well Let's literally rejoice. literally I drove on top of them. Uh, rejoice in the small victories. Right yeah there. I a friend texted me a mysterious Craigslist posting of Icelandic sheep fleeces that were. So Ooh. I am the proud owner of a garbage bag full of an Icelandic sheep fleece. Speaking of things... Like those rugs? Is that... No, I mean like... like the, Just a ball of fleece? Not like on a hide? No, it's not a dead sheep. It's a shorn sheep. Yeah, okay. It's, it's the makings of yarn. Yeah, okay. However, it's this super greasy lanolin filled Maybe dirty birdie lanolin from it. I'm not Locally actually sourced. interested in that part. Local yeah, the lanolin, lanolin is the part I'd like to remove from mm -hmm. the process. But I have a garbage bag full of dirty well, sheep fleece and there you go. I'm gonna hit that run in this week. What are you gonna do with it? Turn spin it into it? yarn, Maybe yeah. I'm gonna wash it and do you have a spinning wheel still? Yeah, I'm gonna wash it. I thought you were a spinning wheel. Why would I have done that? I a long time ago. Yeah, but that was like twelve years ago. I had mm -hmm. a spinning wheel that I decided I did like spinning, but it was not my hour. Yeah. Um, because that was on Hayes still when Blair was an infant. Oh. So that has been a second. It's been a while, and mm -hmm. now I do own a spinning wheel, and I do like the okay. spinning. Wheel. Right. Anyways, that's all. All good news from us about our life successes. Oh my gosh, I know. The ups and downs of our life. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly downs right Sometimes now, to ups. be real. Okay, that I'm gonna look it up because downs. that's what I'm feeling like. But not in Nottingham. So what are you looking up? I was trying to look up the questions that I know that I've mm. saved. I feel um, like this is what happens if we skip a couple weeks. We spend way too much time just randomly chatting in the podcast because we're catching up about life. It's not. Yeah, that's bad. Um, <clears throat> I am getting ready to do a webinar on friendship. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I'll tell you something. Hmm. As I prepare what I need to talk about in yeah. this webinar, 
What has really struck me is that friendship is your whole world outlook. Because right. if you try to talk about what are the principles of Christian friendship, you're basically talking about how shall we then live? What oh, are yeah, the things? Sure. I mean, it ties in with just... It's like... Not ties in. Like, I'm not trying to talk about everything. I'm just saying everything is a huge... Everything is a huge subject. Like, yeah. any angle that you begin to proceed on is a huge topic. It's true. You're just like, well... Yeah. There's another whole thing. But I'm... Still, I think it's an... I think it is an, it's such an important and interesting topic because it is... Because it is everywhere in our lives, you know, because it is a mm -hmm. constant thing. But I'll tell you guys, I said that I was going to hone in on some particular principles. And I'll tell you now, one that I, well, two that I have pulled out that I feel don't need much more further development. But could help some people save some time. Okay. The first one is that it's actually not something to brag about if you've been friends with someone for a long time and they don't know you're a Christian yet. That's just not a Christian friendship. No. They're like, and she doesn't even suspect yet. No, that's like when people praise Christian music for like no one would ever even guess it was Christian. Yeah, or as Dad said, it's like saying I've been a friend of hers for, you know, five years and she doesn't even know I'm married yet. <laughs> What does that say about you? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make the other one the other one was really help us tight. help us on this on how, what are the guidelines for developing godly good friendships with someone of the opposite gender that you're not married to. And I'm like, I Stop easy doing that. answer. Stop Don't doing it. Just shut that pig right down. There's no, no reason no. There's for no it. There's no upside. No. None. No. And the worst part about that, and not and, I, and then you have to rush in to define things because well, sure. I because sure according Why to though? some definitions. It's November. Let's not qualify. No anything. qualifications. Dad's on a hot streak. <laughs> Why don't we be on one too? But minus, I guess the thing that I'm trying to say is, if you qualify a man who you know who is your friend's husband who you are friends with in that sense in a completely distant and appropriate yeah. way. As a friendship, then sure. But on the whole front of being like, how can I really encourage him in his walk and challenge him? No. No. Stop no. Get out of there. Stop yeah. the nonsense. Yeah. You know, one thing I would say, though, on the, on the positive side of, like, not just how to not be a friend, um, which is important, but I think humans are so... Like, by definition, we are pack animals. You cannot possibly survive as a human without right. other humans. It's like, if you think about, you know, I know this is all very hip to have survivor reality shows or whatever. But if you were to just drop a random human into the wilderness, naked, with no equipment or tools of any kind, you're just dead by nightfall. That's it. You're dead. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to die. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> it's like, and people feel like they're such, you know, independent little beasts out there living alone. And I, like, <clears throat> we were talking about this with, with my class. It's like, okay, so you're out there, you're being Mr. Wilderness and you're living off the land by yourself and you just have you and your hatchet and your knife and your clothes 
But it's like, how many humans went into that knife? So like, many. How many humans yeah. dug you are actually a long out of the mountains, way away from alone? Smelted it. The just this the amount of the, there were how there were engineers and board and engineers and then they shipped it to Cabela's where you went and bought it from humans who stood there at the cash register. And, yeah. you know, all of your fishing gear and your nets and your hatchet and your ice picks and whatever right. else you're doing out there by yourself, feeling like you're by yourself. No, you're not. Like, you're out there living on the capital of thousands and thousands of humans who are allowing you to live out there by yourself, feeling pretty proud of yourself in the And that's, a, that's all saying nothing at all for the <laughs> team of medics that check in on you every... Well, that's if you're on a show. But I just mean, like, well, somebody who's, like, really feels like I'm just a little loner or mountain man. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's like, no, you're not. You're, you're actually totally mm -hmm. drafting you know, in the wake of, like, a yeah. lot of human engineering skill and yeah, for sure. you know everything else and and I think that like when it comes to friendships I think a lot of people basically wither up and die because they go off somewhere they move somewhere because they move there for their job they have no Christian community to speak of right. they have no support they have no, you know, group around. They're dead by nightfall. That's the thing. Is that like, <laughs> it, it's like you actually really need to surround yourself with people who are going to not let you just divorce your husband. They're going to not let you just walk right. off from your commitments. They're not going to let you be a terrible mother because they're actually your good friends. They're going to keep you standing up straight. It's like, you know. And how by good friends, I think it's important to just say that. You don't mean the people you lounge around with drinking wine with. I mean good friends. Yeah. Like they're good to you. Exactly, because, yeah. And that's not like, oh, we just have a great time watching soap operas. It's like, the thing is, if, if you imagine like um, one little spindly plant trying to support itself in the wind versus a big mass of them in a corner, yeah. you have got to have people around you who are gonna keep you standing up straight because if you're just off by yourself in the Thule somewhere with nobody around you holding you accountable or making you stand up tall, yeah. it's bad. It and I would say is bad. it is not good, but I would also say that begin with the fact that I, I assume that many of our listeners feel like that is where they are, right? Like they feel like they are somewhere without a without a solid Christian community or they feel very alone or they are for whatever reason you know feeling isolated that is common right now because there's yep. also a lot of churches that that seemed like support until they weren't mm -hmm. support until yep. you were like wait a minute our yep. church closed or whatever happened or there's been a lot of tumultuousness but I would say begin because if we're talking to wives we are not you're not talking to independent people who can easily just make a decision and move themselves sure. or whatever. Yeah. However, I would say begin with surrounding yourselves with the friends that like um, read good books, be yeah. 
be deep in edifying things. Like read the Puritans, listen to sermons, read the Bible, sing the Psalms. The I feel like I'm a little bothered that I didn't say that first, but it's all right. I'll let you. you I'll know, let it slip. We all feel like you don't say that. I know. I think often. that everyone feels yeah. like I'm not on the no, record. You're not with on that. The record. No. Um, here's here's what somebody I'm did once. Did I ever tell you that that somebody did actually message me a little snarky snoot once, <laughs> telling me that they thought maybe I should just oh, it was so, I Point can't remember people what. to scripture no it was like have you ever considered maybe telling people to read the bible <laughs> and I just felt like you know this is one of those rare moments where someone gives you a little critique and you feel like guess what <laughs> I feel like I am appropriately and thoroughly on the record yeah on I this point so. I okay, have done this. I have done witnesses. it. Okay, but my my point is, surround yourself with friends. Like my grandpa Jim started reading missionary biographies after he was saved mm-hmm. because he didn't know any Christians, and he was like, "I don't. I guess they don't have to be no. alive to be my here's the thing for me no, to learn they, from they them. They really don't. They don't. And I think that like if you are basically, you have been marooned on a desert island. Yeah. Yep. There are good ways that you can implement to stay alive and not die by nightfall. That is very true. But it is also true that the New Testament is full of, of like, the importance of the body. Like, yeah. it is really important. And the thing is, is I think we have this weird modern distinction between the body of Christ and then our friends. And I yeah. think that that shouldn't be the case. No, because, and what you're talking about is if someone is essentially in the situation that's like when you cut your fingertip off. And they're like, it's just, it's just not going to be with us unless it gets back on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to live a life of its own. No. And, it's and not, it needs is, to be connected to the whole body. Sometimes, sometimes you can have somebody who's been marooned on a desert island and they just, they make it, they do it and they're faithful and they can yeah. pull it off. John the Baptist, look at him go. The thing is, it's a There's course, a reason he's a legendary of character, though. It's possible. But I think what I'm saying is the people who make all of their career and life decisions based on money, job, career advancement, and actually having a body of people around who are faithful okay. and who will hold them accountable, that isn't even anywhere in the equation. And those people. And it's like they will wither, and it's not surprising that they're going to wither. Right. And here's where I want to say something to the single ladies. If you are single and you want to be married, which, and I'm not here trying to admonish the 14-year-olds. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying. 14-year-olds. Hold off on this. Oh, yeah. Hold off on this application. But my point is, I think a lot of the time Christians behave in a bizarrely que-sarah, sarah way when they are like well if there's a guy for me he'll find me no matter where I am sure. so what I'm going to do is not be involved in a church where there are any godly yeah. young men and I'm going to isolate myself in my job and I'm not now yeah. this is no guarantee that if you move to a if you find a church that has more people in this demographic that it's a faithful church that if you are trying it's no guarantee that there is a guy there no. but you do want to be as you're praying to God to provide you a husband you do want to be doing everything you can to show him that that you're also asking for that with a heart that's willing to sacrifice things sure. for it. you know like yeah. that this is actually a thing that I am pursuing as much as I possibly can pursue sure. 
Yeah. And uh, just yeah. don't think that, oh, whatever. I just know. think we have this funny thing about, like, there's my friends, and then there's the church body. And there may be a little sliver of overlap there in the Venn diagram. But, like, uh -huh. friendship is, like, this completely other category that's divorced from the body. Yeah. And it really actually shouldn't be like that. Uh-huh. You know? Like, you actually should be surrounded by faithful Christians if it's possible. And, and it isn't always possible. You know, like, there's plenty of... Right. You know random circumstances that are beyond your control but I think what I'm talking about is the people that willfully separate themselves from the body of Christ they willfully separate themselves from accountability they yeah. willfully separate themselves from people who are going to actually make them better and make them stick it out and I, I like I honestly wonder like I was thinking about this with a hundred years ago divorce would have been so rare and, yeah. and it's just like when you have a cultural expectation that you're just going to stick it out, you kind of just stick it out. And when you have a cultural expectation that I'm a little Actually, bit sick of this, so I think I'm going to quit now. Everything about this is like running, which is that I have when I run, which I've not currently been running, but I do like it and I wish I was running right now. So let's just pretend that I'm in the middle of... A faithful regime of running but one of the real keys is that it's if you think you can quit if it gets really hard mm -hmm. you pick before you go on your run how long you're running and then the one rule that I have is you won't stop right like I can slow way down right I can slow down all right. the way but I will not stop because if you put stopping as one of the options, yep. immediately the only question in your mind is when am I stopping? Mm -hmm. Should I stop yep. now or should I stop in 40 more seconds? Well, should okay, I stop so instead of just being like, no, I'm going, I'm actually running for 35 minutes. Here's the thing. Like you live out on that windy mountaintop hill. Yeah. And if you were going to plant a tree out on that windy hilltop, you would have to put up some posts that you anchor in there and you tie off that tree yeah. so that it doesn't blow down in the very first storm and then after a few years and those roots get deep they're going to be able to hold it up yeah and let's say you planted another little tree next to it you could probably tether it to that big one you know you might not mm -hmm. have to drive in it not that you would but you know, be weird, you could. Yeah. You could do it because now it's sturdy and now it's standing up. And I think a lot of people sort of glibly go off and plant themselves on a windy hilltop and assume that it'll be just no problem. Yeah. And then and then it's like not shocking that they blow over in the storm because the yeah. storm is going to come, but God actually gave us provisions for that with That's people. the thing I always think is interesting about the like the parable of the house on the sand or the house on the rock that one of the things that is not it's not that the wise man doesn't have the storm right right the wise man also has the rains and the floods yeah but he's just built on the rock so yep. it's okay yeah and it's funny because that weirdly christians often act like if you are building on the rock there won't be bad weather mm -hmm. and we're like surprised yeah by that and it's 
it's November, we don't need to qualify everything. But it's also totally true that you, your idea of how much you've committed to something when you get married and the cultural mm -hmm. expectation yeah. around you is very significant. And if you think it may or may not work out, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, the... Well, I've noticed, I mean, of course we've noticed this, but like over the years, when you have a community that is committed to living like Christians and being obedient and somebody starts to not want to do that they pull themselves out, they back themselves way up, oh, and yeah. then they move away. And then when they've moved away, then they can proceed to go off and get then they might launch their internet their family work. down yeah. in private. But the thing is, is you actually can't really do that right in the center of, like, no. you can, of course, like people do flame off and it turns into a thing. But, but it's like when but, people yeah. want to it's like no I, I want to wither up and fall down on the ground they have to take themselves somewhere else to do it because all the yeah. people around them are not going to let it happen and I think that is the thing Just that too much resistance to friendship the problem. should yeah. be like that where it's like nobody's letting me crumple up on the floor and I want to crumple up on the floor so I'm going to go over here <laughs> yeah and and I just, I, I don't know, I think it's a hugely important thing, but I think that that is a very different thing than most people think of when they think of friends. I think the dad has always said that, and women are really bad at this. They can, I, I actually think this is one of the ways in which COVID has been a huge mercy for us, because I think it has changed people's ideas of what are the important things and yeah, what are the not sure. important things. But, uh, so I think in some ways it's really wising us up. Mm -hmm. But dad used to say this about how many people would honk and wave at a, someone who, you know, like if you think of there's a highway and half the cars are on their way to heaven and half of them are on their way to hell. We have people experiencing road rage with different makes and models of cars that are going to heaven with them. And then honking and waving and having solidarity with the same vehicle that's going to hell. Like, sure. where you're like, just because you both like home birth doesn't mean that you actually are dearly beloved friends of one another. Like, right. you cannot be. And just because this person who also loves Jesus has made different decisions does not mean that you're yeah. not both pursuing, you know, like, yeah. that we have to have a different framework. We can't have a, like, social club right. ideal. Right. And I, I think the thing is, is you can be in a community that will hold you accountable and that will spur you on and that will keep you from flopping and all of that without having a single person that you go to coffee dates with mm -hmm. you know like like if you are in I, I just think we have this funny notion that like oh but we have to work out together or we have to go shopping together or we have to have wine together or we have to you know go get pedicures like maybe together. what we have to do is worship together it's like and maybe that she is... should be at her post and you're at your post and you're both cheerful in fellowship and you're just being there doing your thing yeah. and oftentimes just having everybody else at their station doing their thing faithfully is so encouraging hugely and and it's just like that I think is what a I mean that is a far truer friend than somebody that you like to giggle with while you're getting pedicures but that you actually share nothing deeply in common with yeah and I think I think that it's it's more 
in an ideal world, I think, that you just have crossovers with other people who are pursuing Christ, working hard, and that is encouraging in its own way. But this reminds me a lot of what I always say about Sabbath, resting on the Sabbath, is just that we keep wanting to get ready to rest instead of just doing what we're supposed to do and rest mm -hmm. on the Lord's Day. And the amazing thing about just doing it is that you actually end up rested in a different way than you would have been. A day of leisure does not prepare me for a week of work like a day of actual obedient rest does. Like when sure. I just rest, it's different. And it, yeah. this is sort of the same principle. It's just different. It's that it's that the, you're talking about the kind of friendships that actually spur you on yeah. to work harder, and to challenge the, the yourself. Thing is, is you can do it from a distance. Like if you are isolated, if you're in a place where you can't move and you don't have anybody around and there's no options, uh -huh. you can't. Like, we live in a time when you're very blessed to be able to connect long distance and you yeah. can, you know, listen to sermons and you can do all that stuff. But that, it really is like living on a liquid diet or something. Like, yeah. like it is, you can stay alive and you can and that can be a huge blessing. But it also is just, it's, that's difficult because the thing is, is you can, you can be encouraged by somebody long distance, but if they don't know you and they right. don't see you, then there isn't actually accountability. There may be like right. a one way, you know, encouragement and sort of a lifeline, but it's, uh, it's not, not ideal. It's not, no, it's not ideal. And and I think there are a lot of people who are there not through their own choosing. But I think what I'm talking about is the people that assume it doesn't matter. And they go off. Right. Like if you're just pursuing. Uh, well, think about college. Yeah. How many people ship their kids off at a very vulnerable age? You know, you're 18. This is so formative. The next few yeah. years of your life. Like I think if everybody thinks back to the ages when they were 18 to 22 that is a far more formative time than like the ages 33 to 37, you know, like, yeah. like those are the years that really define you and shape you and, yeah. and set the concrete sort of, and people choose where to send their kids based on the craziest things. Like there's a great football team. It's super prestigious. There's a much better chance of getting into a good internship and and they don't ever think about this piece. And I think that's the part that I'm talking about. Is people right. who like willfully shoot their kids off into the darkness right. and assume that it'll be fine. It'll you know, like, shake oh, out. I'll find a church. It'll be great. Or shoot yourself off into the darkness by just pursuing the people you met at the gym. And just being like not yeah. being a friend to whoever happens upon you. Rather than... Um, Rather than pursuing people who are pursuing Christ. Like, rather than pursuing Christ and then fellowshipping with the people who are also doing that. Yeah, I just think there really is a reason that God um, designed the church body to be how it is. Which is, there are there is really strength in numbers. Like, there really is. It's strength in numbers, but it's also really unusual diversity. Which, for all that the world talks about loving diversity, they don't have it. No. And... The church is one of the most hilarious, motley assortments of people that, for no other reason, would yeah. be together. And yeah. that, and that's a wonderful yeah. thing. Like, 
You are no, much broader. Because you could get together with people who want to talk about Icelandic wool. And you could find a little group. Dang it, is that not you, Becca? Well, I'd be interested. Yeah, see guys? You know. I'm looking for a real friend. Yeah, she's casting about. Here with my sister and but she's not. But you could find a little club of people that were into that. Easily, you know, yeah. Like, you could find somebody that was really And actually, into, I like, have a lot of. Tasting Pinot Noirs It's with funny you. how you can have a lot of friends and you can be like, you happen upon an unusual biscotti recipe and you know. It's not all of my friends that want to hear about that. I probably yeah. have one that one. I'm like, check this out. Yeah. Yeah. And the and thing is, that's, you a just, that's a wonderful blessing. But mm -hmm. that is so much more superficial than just having faithful people around you. Yes, except for I'm talking about the faithful people around me where the way you actually connect is actually not usually deep. It's that yeah. we worship together. Yeah. And otherwise, we ran past each other in the apple section of Winco and laughed about something but, briefly. You know, like what I'm saying is, is that like when you're surrounded by people like that, where you you actually can't flame off and leave your husband because all those people yeah. who know you to chat with in the apple section of they Winco, know you well enough to rebuke you if they yes, need to. Yeah, exactly. They, do. they, they actually do, and that's what I'm saying is like that's actually friendship right there. And I think yeah. we have this funny idea that it has to be like I don't know bonding and leisure time and and, yeah. and everything but honestly it doesn't have to be people like that it's the people who would call you up on the phone and say hey you seem like you're not doing great you seem grumpy what's happening <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't mean that you've spent a lot of time having coffee together it's just no, they're in the boy. body and also that's just the thing that accountability is is more that way than than the accountability of someone who likes to come fold your laundry for you. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. far more yeah. the like I just think prodding I, than it is. There's something that is less I don't know sappy, but is far more helpful. Is just faithful people all in the same place doing yeah. their faithful thing. It sounds like you're giving an ad for Moscow. Sounds like you're giving a no, I am. visit lovely Idaho. No, because the thing is, is we are supposed to be doing we this. We joke that we live in Sherwood Forest and we oh, already we sang Not in Nottingham <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> we should just make some Sherwood Forest t-shirts because it's so true. It is. But the thing is, all I'm saying is we're not supposed to only do this in Moscow. This is what the body is supposed to be all over the globe. We're supposed to be doing this everywhere and taking it everywhere and building yep. community everywhere. And if there's nobody around you and your children are all in elementary school, well, then hold your breath until they're older and then build a community and then there. Hold your breath. <laughs> and then, well, no, it's actually just Raise begin. faithful Grow friends. the friendships that you need and that they need. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. But whatever you do, don't give up. Because they're really, even if you feel like you don't have Christians around you that are helping you to stand tall, you have Christ and you have the Holy Spirit and you have the Word of God. And you have the and scriptures. That and is actually sufficient. You have the cloud of witnesses. In other words, if you're a Christian, there is no such thing as you being completely alone in the no. wilderness and naked. You actually... Well, there is. And that's the people who waltz out there because they don't sure, want but any what I'm, of it. what I'm saying is that no matter how desolate it feels, you have what you need to be faithful. 
And one of the things that I think we would agree on is that availing yourself of everything that you do have will give you clarity about the things you need to be, you need to get totally. up and go do. It's sort of like, totally. sort of like pursuing the authors and people that can encourage you and strengthen you does should not replace no. real Christian fellowship. But I think, but that, it will probably will heighten your actual awareness that you need it. I think a lot of people are replacing it, especially since COVID, and the sort of wherever it says, "Do not forsake the gathering of the saints." It's yeah. like there, it actually matters that you be with the saints of God, yeah. unless you're in, an, you know, you're really prevented from that. And there's obviously right. times when that's the case, but like, there's loads of people who are like, "Oh, I've just decided I just love." doing the virtual thing because I can just you know lounge in my pajamas mm -hmm. with my dogs and I'll just listen to the sermon and have my coffee that isn't it like that yeah, really isn't no. it now if you are actually in a place where it's you actually can't, like saying you love to go to dinner parties but you do it all from behind a one-way mirror yeah. Like, I love yeah. dinner parties. I never, nobody else knows I'm there, but I go all the time and I hang right. out in my bathrobe. Right. And the thing is, is if that is the only option you have, well, then you thank God for it and you do that. Like, yeah. The, and God will use it and he will be faithful to you through it. Yeah. But for if sure. you are choosing it because you just prefer that, then that's the sort of person who's trying to, like, get into the darkest corner so that yeah. they can proceed to behave don't how they be, want to behave. Oh, ah, don't be that person is the message that we have for you yeah. today. All right. Do you have a tip, Becca? Ooh. I have a tip, but Good. I stole it from you. So it's your tip. What's my tip? I bought bed risers to put under a folding oh. table upon which I am wrapping Christmas gifts. Oh, it is a good tip. Yeah. Bed it's risers. A really good tip. Save your back. Put yeah. bed risers under the feet of your folding oh, ben table. Is, ben is making. Yeah, well, we should wrap it up. Here. Hello, I'm coming. Anyway. She. Yeah. <laughs> bed risers. <laughs> it's good. I wish we could have seen that. I wish. I wish we could have captured that little moment. I thought for sure something dramatic was happening because she's rolling her window down saying, Oh, hold on, bed. But then when I leaned forward, he was walking back in the house, closing the door, and she just yelled out into the <laughs> into the, dead of into the, the night. dark night. All right. So that's my tip. Do yeah, that. No. Yeah, folding table. table Everybody keeps asking us under what it. your app it's is, really and I good. didn't know the answer Gift to that. Stir. And I use manage Christmas because well, my kids are not though. separately. Oh, right. Okay. Where mine is just keeping track of what gifts have been wrapped and yeah, stuff so yeah. I can look at them. Well, anyway, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of the bed risers because it is so much better than wrapping on a table where you get that half crick in your back. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, guys. Well, we'll I talk hope to we you next time. I hope we weren't too Debbie down or on I it. think I tried to keep bringing the tone up and you kept bringing it down. I might have so tried to bring it down. I, you know, I'm but not trying to bring it down, guys. I'm saying she's trying to bring it up. Whatever you're doing, it's wonderful. <laughs> Don't feel I bad. I support you. Don't feel bad about anything. Your bad job. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep into account that oh, this is dear. no quarter November. It is. And That's apparently it. it's That's rubbed it. off on us. So just maybe, maybe. put in all the appropriate qualifications yeah. wherever we Qualify need to Qualify it yourself. All right. Merry all Christmas right. because it's upon us. Oh, all right. Lord. Goodbye. <laughs>
If you haven't yet, be sure to sign up for Rachel's webinar, Friend Like a Christian. Go to canonpress.com slash friend to register today. That's canonpress.com slash friend.